How is everybody doing? And welcome back for another Strength Chat episode. Today, I've not just got one very special guest. I've got two very special guests for you. Today, I'm joined by the current IPF 57 kilo world champion. And I'm also joined by the current 57 kilo world record squat holder. So two very good uh, lifters joining me today. Today, I'm joined by Joy Namani and Bobby Butters. How are you both doing? Who's going to well, speak thanks. first? Thanks for the introduction. <laughs> uh, yeah, this will be. Uh, this is the thing. It's always. I always like to have a little bit of a pause and see uh, see who who speaks first. Um, well, how are you both getting on? How are you both doing? Go on, Joy. I can see your face now. So go for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. All right. How <laughs> uh, about you, Bobby? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, what's been happening in your worlds since uh, Worlds then? Uh, what's been, how's everything been going? Has it just been back to normal life? I know, did you, were you both in a competition just after Worlds as well? Was that, was that right? Yeah, both that's you? correct. Yeah. yeah, we both travelled to France about three weeks after Worlds as well. How was that? It was, it really was fun. fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really fun. Really enjoyed yeah. it. And what was that competition? What was that competition for? And how did you both feel? after Worlds as well? I thought it was a really good competition. So it was for um, for charity. So in France, it was the the pink month. Um, so for, for breast cancer. So all like the money made went to, um, went to breast cancer research or cancer research. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really good. I was definitely feeling myself personally a little bit beaten up after Worlds. Um, so yeah, it was kind of a, a weird three-week turnaround to then go back into training, um, especially with the traveling, et cetera. Um, but yeah, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, definitely. I know we'll probably go into go into this a little bit as the as the podcast goes on, but especially having a year or a year and a bit of literally no travel and then Sweden and then France all in the space of a space of a month. Um, but before we kind of dive into the rest of the chat, obviously I did a little bit of an introduction there. Um, but for anyone listening who maybe they see you on the platform, but then but don't know how you got into powerlifting um, or got involved in training and competing. But then equally, if there's people listening who have never heard of powerlifting, never uh, never uh, know what you've done on the platform, do you both just want to give a little bit of an introduction to yourselves or background to yourselves? Come on, who's going first? <laughs> That's the most awkward thing to do, you talk about yourself. <laughs> I've built it. I've built it up now. You're gonna have to, gonna oh. have to live up to it. <laughs> Bobby, if I if I knew your story, I'd tell it for you, and then you can tell mine. Yeah, <laughs> I would enjoy it. Oh, <laughs> we should have we, we should have prepped beforehand. That's definitely yeah. What we I know. Done oh. After you, Bobby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so okay, I've been powerlifting for almost ten years, um, oh. in and out. So I did. I've, I started powerlifting when I was sixteen. And then I came out of it for a little bit and then went to British weightlifting um, and then came back to powerlifting. So I've been in the 57 kilo weight class for about three years. And then before that, I was a junior for two years, I think, something along those lines. Um, and yeah, I've now competed internationally three times. Um, so yeah, I'm just hoping to continue, continue that, really. Nice. Joy? Uh, how long have I been? I think 2021 
about seven years. Um, so, I mean, I got, got into it by, I so said I was going to the gym anyway and doing, I guess, strength training, um, squats, deadlifts, and a bunch of other random stuff. Um, and then um, I went to another local gym and there uh, someone suggested that I might be good at powerlifting. And obviously I had no idea what that was because he does. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that was, that, I guess that was my introduction into the sport. And then I, I did a competition shortly after and then um, the rest is history, I guess. Uh, initially competing in the 52 kilogram weight category, but more recently in the 57 kilogram category with Bobby. Oh, cool. And one thing that I, that I always like to ask, especially, you know, uh, competing on the international stage, how does, and, you know, this might, you, you know, you might not remember um, the, the feelings on your first competition, but how does it compare competing on the international stage compared to when you both started out? Because I know a lot of the um, uh, powerlifters that are trained are beginner and intermediates, and a lot of people are looking to get involved in their, in their, first, com in their first competition. And obviously they get involved in strength training because they enjoy it. And seeing you two compete on the platform, you seem to both enjoy it, you know, in, in terms of competing. So compared to, you know, world stage where there's records and, and you know, uh, titles, how does it compare to that very that very first competition that, that, that you did, you know, that, that progress through, if you like? Oh, enjoy. Uh, nice okay, so I remember in my first competition and almost every single competition since, um, I'm always super nervous. Uh, it, it's kind of weird, like, kind of, it didn't matter that I'd been doing it for a few years. I would always still be nervous, especially throughout squats. Um, I don't know, it's just a really unshakable, shaky nerves. Um, <laughs> although, weirdly enough, like, well, I don't know, I just didn't feel nervous this time or for... I don't think there are many competitions where I can say I didn't feel nervous, but um, Worlds, I, I just didn't. I don't know why. I don't think it's because I've been doing it for a long time and I've, I've eventually sort of grown out of being nervous. I don't think it's that at all. I think it might be because, I don't know, I'm pretty easily pleased and quite content. I don't know. I don't know what I was looking for from that competition. So, <laughs> yeah. That's not necessarily a bad thing, just like, yeah, no. I think that's a good way of looking at it, just being content, because, you know, it's always, uh, I literally had a conversation about this, um, was it today, Friday, maybe yesterday? Anyway, a, co a couple of days ago, and obviously, like, there's competition, competitions coming up, and um, there is the uh, Yorkshire Northeast competition next Sunday, uh, actually, so this podcast might have gone out uh, by that, when, when that competition has been, but some people have had uh, have been leading up to training and I've got a couple of people competing and some of the training sessions haven't, haven't gone well. And it's kind of, that's not the end of the world. You know, just one session, one bad training session doesn't undo everything that you've had. You know, it's still, uh, yeah, unfortunately, you know, uh, we're not all professional uh, athletes and get, get paid millions of pounds to do, to do powerlifting, although that would be really nice. You know, it's a hobby. You've got you've, you've got to enjoy it and being, you know, content doing it and enjoying the training is is part of it. Um, Bobby, what are your thoughts on world's first competition? Okay, so I guess um, I get asked this question a lot of like, do the nerves ever go away? For myself personally, I always get really nervous. I'm similar to Joy in that I'm typically a very nervous lifter um, and always have been. I even get nervous for training sessions, etc. Um, and that's just, I think, part of my personality as well. 
I guess just thinking about it now, one thing that's I guess is slightly different from my first competition is I remember my first competition. Uh, I didn't really know really what it was. I showed up in like I was wearing a Michael Jackson t-shirt, shorts, and a pair of running trainers, and I was just like a deer in headlights, just like <laughs> don't really know what to expect. Just gonna go. I was very nervous, as I am always. But I guess now, now I've done many competitions in numerous sports. I guess now you have a bit more of you know what to expect. You've kind of got like the the process in mind of what happens um you get used to I guess like the listening to the commands because I know people get nervous about oh what if I miss a command if you miss a command on your first competition that's actually really good because you get to learn from it and you get to learn from that experience um but yeah so I guess it's just you are more expecting of what's going to happen and you can just take each step at a time um when you're a bit more used to the process and that can for myself personally that helps me um channel my nerves a little bit more yeah, and uh, yeah, definitely because it's it's one of those things. I always think nerves are n- nerves are good. You know, I always get nervous before I have a rugby game or a powerlifting competition or, or or anything like that. And you know, the nerves will vary depending on depending on the competition. But I'm glad you you said there about if you do miss a command, you know, you've got to learn something from it. It's not a case of right, that's it. You can't do powerlifting anymore. You can't even do the commands. That, 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 that's it. Um, you know, you've you've got to learn from it. With um. Obviously, uh, competing at Worlds as well, we compared Worlds and, and the first competition. But with this being the first Worlds after COVID as well and, and, tra- and, and travelling around, how, how was it? How, how, how was going to Worlds after, after COVID and actually having a year of not competing and then, you know, diving straight in in terms of, you know, qualifying and, and, and competing at Worlds? What was it? What was it like? Was it different to other international competitions? Was there a little bit more added pressure or was it just a case of, oh, sweet, we've, we've, we're back competing? What was, what was it like after, you know, the, the year of COVID? <laughs> uh, so, first of all, I really enjoyed the non-competition time <laughs> I really enjoyed you know just lifting with I mean I, I just like lifting it doesn't really matter if I'm competing or not I yeah. will just enjoy every session um and then f- finally competing so in Sweden uh I guess you could tell it was a bit quieter one because of Covid two because there were other federations which had some issues so I mean in terms of sort of um that hoping to see everyone you wanted to see perhaps there wasn't the opportunity for that and also um I think even the venue had sort of restrictions on you know wearing masks and where you could go and who could enter and that sort right. of thing actually the only <laughs> Bobby mentioned the turnaround between Sweden and France and the, the lifting and the body that recovery was fine but recovering from the Covid admin <laughs> was, <laughs> was more difficult <laughs> Yeah, what 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 was that? What was that like as well? Because especially you know, you know, it's the I've never I've never competed internationally. Yeah, the furthest I've ever gone is to the British down in Portsmouth and Dover, which I thought was really far. So to go to Sweden, um, especially taking all your kit and all that sort of stuff, how was that like? Because I know we talk about nerves, but what about the stress of it of it all as well? You know, how was how was that? And also, what was the prep like in terms of finding somewhere to stay? And did you both work together on that, or did you do that individually? Or what what was it like in terms of getting over there? In terms of where we stayed, so we all stayed in the competition hotel. Um, so luckily, that was kind of 
Um, at least I think that's correct anyway. Um, so that was straight, pretty much straightforward for myself. And I think that's same for yourself, Joyce, staying in the hotel. Um, in terms of, yeah, COVID admin, it was just one of those of like, um, I, I just felt like at one point, like we could get to the borders of Sweden, just like, no, sorry, you're not allowed to enter. <laughs> um, which it wasn't like that. It was actually a lot smoother than what I personally anticipated, just based on obviously what you see in the media, what you read on the websites and and what and like what you need to do. As long as you've got the paperwork, which there's a decent amount of paperwork, then then mm. you're all then you're all good um really from that perspective yeah because i know obviously we've traveled opening up a little bit more now um but with the we're making sure that you're getting there there in time i think there's always going to be that doubt in the back of your mind well what if they what if they turn me around what if uh what, what, what if i can't come in um you said there uh, enjoy you mentioned uh having uh enjoying a little bit of time a time off um you know from the from the competitions and that sort of stuff but with uh especially you know both having uh different coaches but then both representing uh you know uh gb how were your preps leading in to the competition and especially you know uh both uh competing uh together on on the platform uh did you notice any differences or have you spoken about your training in terms of the differences or was it, or was it quite similar or what were your goals heading in uh, to the, to the competition to heading into worlds? Um, I guess for myself, the goals are always the same for any competition. I always just want to do the best and what, with what I've got on the day. Um, in terms of preparation, I think generally as you become more advanced, um, when I say advanced, I just mean more experienced. So doing it for a long period of time, trading can slightly differ. So for myself, I don't do as many top singles um, as when I first started just because of the, the general skill. So for example, it's much harder for me to do um, like doubles and triples because I can fatigue quite quickly and kind of hit a wall. So I was focusing a bit more on that, which I have done for the past couple of years. So um but yeah just kind of otherwise similar kind of prep to how i have been doing um over the past few years really leading into worlds yeah joy what about your training um so i guess it was pretty similar to how it had been previously except um having the extended time away from competing so all that time not competing then you know you don't really consider that you have to do a peak or anything and actually i spent a lot of time doing a lot of volume especially for my squat which um worked really well um and actually one thing i'll say is like closer to competition actually we sort of dropped the volume so i spent a year of doing basically volume only on the squat <laughs> and then um kind of dropped a bit of that moving towards the competitions and we noticed it had like not the intended uh consequence on my squat but you know looking back you just know that okay that is something which really works for my squat and actually it's not something I need to change getting closer to competition um yeah. but I did really enjoy training without any the thing is I don't I don't set goals anyway um yeah. I think they're pretty useless in powerlifting like everyone mm -hmm. wants to get stronger so you don't need to <laughs> call out a number <laughs> yeah you're gonna get there Just when you get on, there on the bar. that's it yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one one thing that you one thing that you both said there and again you know a little bit like what you said there uh bobby in terms of um you know more more advanced just mean just means more experienced for uh sort of 
the beginners or people getting involved in powerlifting, you've both mentioned there that the training into the competition, there wasn't like crazy changes from what you've, from, from what you've done in the past. Do you think it is just that case of um, both of you developing more experience and just, you know, like what you said there, Joy, people want to be like, right, I need to get this weight. If I don't get, if I don't hit this weight, that's, that's it. Every, everything's over. Whereas just a case of, yeah, actually I'm just going to change training around enjoy it keep keep working forward and we've got we're gonna get we're gonna get stronger rather than trying to think of this because it's like with anything it's like when people look at um uh rugby players or footballers or boxers what's the magic formula that they do why do they why are they world record world record holders why are they you know world champions so has your have your training cycles uh changed a lot or if is there just as there been small little tweaks as you go as you've got more advanced and got more experienced um okay it's probably a good time for me to tell you that I don't really have the answers to these kind of questions uh, I'm not interested in programming at all so <laughs> I have a coach who, who obviously writes my program and <laughs> I coach me. I, I'm not interested I, <laughs> I'm not, I, love I don't it. care <laughs> I'm just I absolutely love that that's amazing that's just like I have no interest at all in in almost like even talking about powerlifting, I find quite difficult sometimes. Um, it's only fun to do it, right? Okay, yeah, it's only definitely. fun to do it for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no. I'm not really interested Sorry, in no. all the bits around it. Um, so I find it quite difficult to engage in these conversations. I just don't have the answers because I don't have the interest. Yeah, um, yeah. But I know someone who does. Her name's Bobby Butters. That's <laughs> 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 really nice. <laughs> Thanks, thanks, Joy. Uh, <laughs> um, what a self, what a self. Love it, I love it. So, yeah, I guess from my, my sort of background, so I am a coach myself, so sometimes I have to take a bit more of Joy's approach there and remember that I am the athlete and I'm not coaching myself and I have a coach. Sometimes that is hard to, to separate the two, but that's really important for me to remember that, like, my, my coach has programmed this and, and to just sort of almost, like, do what I'm told like you know with it within reason and, and be yeah. the athlete um but I guess something that that's always kind of important and I mentioned this to my students I mentioned this to my athletes is that there's key principles of training for a reason periodization is taught for a reason um and that's because generally periodization where you've got different phases of training leading into a peak etc um there's no fancy formula per se it can be tweaked and individualized for the individual athlete depending on numerous factors but ultimately there still needs to be that baseline um of just general principles of strength training and how to get stronger yeah and actually that's two really good really good answers from both what you've said there which falls into the next bit that i kind of wanted to touch on because joy on the other end i just enjoy lifting i've got a coach you take care of that i'll go i'll go into the gym and and, and train it from there bobby obviously as a, a, a as a power lift but also as a coach yourself two very different different styles and i kind of wanted to touch on you know because there's some people um it's just powerlifting. It's just powerlifting. Want to get numbers. Want to learn everything. Listen to everything about about podcasts. Not 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 a bad not a bad thing at all. Whereas the other thing is just like, yeah, I just want to rock up. I just want to rock up, rock up and lift. It's essentially me with rugby. I like watching rugby, but I just want to rock up and just be like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a run around and, and see how we get on. So how did that sort of reflect in um, 
on the day you because you've both mentioned that you're in terms of similar in terms of nerves but in terms of managing that on the on the day you know letting the coach just take care of the numbers uh for, for you joy and then bobby for you thinking about right you're not the coach you've got to put that in in someone else's hands did you both notice a difference in terms of how you both um handle yourselves on a on a competition day and looking at each other what do you think is better and what do you learn from one another in terms of right okay what's going to be the best for me on the on the competition day if that all makes sense yeah yeah i guess for myself on competition day like i i am i don't really like i don't follow the competition per se i am just very much like i do like trust the coach obviously at international competitions you typically don't have the coach that coaches you you have somebody else and it's and it is quite important to have a level of trust in in that as well because at the end of the day you're there to lift and it's very important for you to be able to do that to just focus on on lifting and not get too bogged down with some of the technicalities etc so I know on competition day like I'm more than happy to converse with with the coach etc um but I can just sort of be the athlete, if that makes sense, um, yeah, and yeah, let yeah. them let them look at the numbers and and that that sort of thing for myself personally. Yeah, because I know sometimes it can be quite uh, it can be quite hard because I think you've got to be in that mindset of either either coach or coach or athlete. Sometimes you can because I know for me one of the uh, maybe not the worst things, but um, competing on the same day as I was um, handling. Uh, one of my clients and I found that really hard because I was asking them what they were wanting to do and trying to take on board of them whereas you know I forgot things in my warm-up I you know was like right well I need to eat I need to make sure that I'm not doing that I know some coaches um listening and you know I've seen coaches and I know coaches that have done it but I find that quite quite tough trying to have that separation I need if I'm competing on that day I need I need to compete on that day and then if I'm coaching I'm coaching um from your side of things, Joy, from that, from the, from the case of right, okay, and, and enjoying lifting and going there. How do you find competitions? And from your sp- uh, perspective, looking at other lifters, what do you think about on competition day? Because I know was there a, a, an image that yeah on, on Instagram that you put up? Have you just sat just reading reading a book or just just chilling out? <laughs> right. Maybe a di- maybe a different approach. How do you you know get on in competition days? And who do you look at in terms of, or do you even look at other other lifters? Um, so because okay I just like to lift that's the bit that's fun and um, one in competitions I'm nervous and two I know there are other lifters which kind of get very excited about the whole sort of competition atmosphere and I find that a bit overwhelming um, which is why I take a book Um, it's not like a focus or anything it's actually a distraction from everything else that's going on around Um, and then you know, following on from that, I, I'm not, I try not to, uh, not that I try to not take notice of things, but it, I just need to stay within myself um, yeah. <laughs> for the most part of it. Um, because no, I do find it when people are sort of running around and rushing around and getting excited and back and forth to attempts and switching attempts and whatever. I don't know, so all of that stuff kind of is a big What's the word? I don't know. It distracts from the lifting. That's all I wanted to do. 
Yeah, yeah. And with that as well, you know, with that having that having that distraction, do you think that's where, you know, if there's uh, if you have a poor session or a poor competition or or anything like that, do you think that's what sometimes people miss by having those distractions and just being like, look, yeah, I'm I'm here to lift. It's not the it's not the be all and end all and being able to switch off from that from that as well in terms of managing stress because some people can be like have like post comp blues and get stress leading into the competition having your mentality with the side of things do you reckon you know that's what people could maybe learn from a little bit Uh, I mean it's not like people need to learn from me we're all different and everything works differently for different people um I mean I've never had post comp blues (laughs) but also (laughs) I'm not I'm not a person I mean, like you say, like switching off, um, I switch on and not, I actively switch on and off, but my sessions are my sessions. And then outside of my session, I'm not lifting. So there's nothing to think about, nothing to worry about. Um, yeah. And I go into each session, I enjoy it. I go home and then perhaps the next day I'll have another session, which I enjoy. Um, I'm also not very, uh, you know, some people talk about the journey and, you know, don't get caught up in the destination. It's all about the journey. I, I don't care about the destination. I don't care about the journey either. I just want to have a good session today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And with that, because obviously, you know, with the with with the processes of it, how does that fit um, into a, a, a case of when competitions have been, you know, coming up, you know, uh, for uh, world's quali- qualifiers and, 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 and that sort of stuff? Do you both have different approaches in terms of, you know, uh, was Worlds always a target or is it just a case of, right, okay, um, we're, we're going to follow our training and, and see how we get on? Um, what were your approaches in terms of the targets for this year in terms of getting, uh, getting to Worlds and, and you know, um, winning and breaking the squat record and, and all those sort of things? Did you both have different approaches or was it a case of, or was Worlds a target for both of you? I guess uh, we've known we were going to kind of be selected for world since March 2020. Um, So that's quite, I think it's quite a unique um, situation that we've been in because it's been one of those where for 18 months we were like, is world going to happen? Is it not going to happen? When is it going to happen? Is it going to happen at all? So I guess this year, this time has been quite unique because it's been like we've been preparing for this competition for a long time. Um, So yeah, so it's quite it's quite difficult really to answer that. I think. Yeah, because that's what I mean in terms of you know having that. Usually it would be right. You've got a you've got a qualify. Whereas having eighteen months of of when it of when it's going to happen was that always? I don't know. Sometimes it can be maybe um, uh, something hanging over you in terms of right. Okay, I've I've may potentially have worlds worlds coming up. Did that change? Did that change anything in terms of knowing that it was it was upcoming? No, not for me. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think I'm trying to think. Like, I I don't think it really changed too much. Um, because we just sort of went through the training cycles, and it was just a matter of, okay, cool. Well, let's just see if worlds does happen. If so, we know we'll change. We'll go into competition competition prep whenever that is. And yeah, it was just just sort of like I, I'm similar to to joy in that like I just enjoy the training I felt very lucky that I was able to continue training um over the course of the 18 months um and it didn't really change 
like too much. It just meant that 12 weeks before Worlds, when we found out that it was even then kind of hopefully definitely going to happen. Um, yeah, we just sort of like, right, okay, let's kind of focus. We've got a date in mind now. That was the only change really. Yeah, yeah, because well, with that, because there was a couple of uh, we mentioned there about a couple of federations not, not going, and you know when it was when it was confirmed, it was it, it was it was all going for that with the um, uh, competitions for you, Joy, you know coming up. Um, would it have been uh, any competition, and it would have just been a case of, yeah, I'm I, I'm just lifting there, whether it had been world nationals or anything. Is it just you know whatever competition is coming up, you would have just put. That uh, that performance that performance in and and lifted you know what you would have lifted. Yeah, I mean, so even a few weeks before, was we had nationals. I mean, Bobby didn't do it, but I did. You know, yeah. Um, it's not that I felt like I had to preserve myself because I had buzz coming up or anything. It's just I ended up doing both. Yeah, yeah, because they they weren't that that far that far apart. I know we've. Um, especially, you know, a, a real good example is uh, would obviously be Tony Cliff doing the um, classic and the uh, and, and the equipped worlds as well. Following on from that, so um, and obviously you had the worlds, um, and then uh, three weeks after had a competition. In terms of uh, from your performances at the worlds now, um, and looking at sort of next year's calendar, what can um, uh, do you have any goals for next year? What is the what is the plan for next year, or is it a case of we're back into training and we're just going to see we're going to see what uh, see what's happening? What are kind of as we round off twenty twenty one? What are you both looking for uh, next year in terms of nationals, internationals, or targets that you've uh, targets that you've set yourselves? Um, I guess mine's quite simple. I just want to get stronger. Um, hopefully, lift some more some heavier weights. I'm not sure. Um, it'd be nice to, uh, hopefully once we find out when Nationals is, like that'll be like, I guess, my first goal. And then hopefully from that, hopefully get selected again for Internationals. That's kind of where my mind's at right now. Yeah. Joy? Uh, I mean, I, I honestly don't set goals. Um, <laughs> um, I think they're a big waste of time about other things. But I guess probably similar to Bobby, just take each competition as it comes and do your best, which is a very cliche thing to say, yeah. but I only say it because I don't know when people set goals, it, it kind of, it almost highlights that perhaps if you don't set goals, does that mean you're not chasing something? Well, of course I am. <laughs> That's why I yeah. go to the gym every day. <laughs> it's, it's inherent in the, the point of, you know, following a program or, or doing powerlifting. Of course, I'm trying to get stronger. Um, it, but that's all I, I hope to do. Yeah, it can be quite daunting in terms of, because like we've, you know, with the, there can be that mindset of right. You've got a twelve week. You've got a twelve week plan. You've got to. You've got to get to this competition. You've, you've got to do this. And it's like with anything. When I've spoken to uh, clients, whether they're powerlifting or whatever, there's there's something there that you don't have to do anything that I've that that I've said. You know, you don't have to do that. You can if you want to. Here's a here's a plan in place. And that's why you know, especially when I sent over the topics in mind, you know, two uh, thought pro, uh, two different um, maybe thought processes or uh, backgrounds when it comes to powerlifting. But in terms of both of your mindsets surrounding it, I think everyone thinks that, right, 
they'll have everything planned out. They'll have everything right down to the to, to the to the real minor detail. Whereas actually, yeah, we want we, we want to get stronger, which is obviously the goal of goal of powerlifting. Do you both know when your next competitions um would be? Uh, I've, I've, cal have calendars not been released yet? I don't know. Um, right. I, yeah, calendar. I don't think calendars have been released yet. But my next one, I think, would be nationals, which is normally February March time. But yeah, I'm unsure as to when it would be. Yeah, yeah, mine would be the same. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, and the last question that I like to uh, ask, and I'm very interested to see whether you have similar answers or or different answers on this. Um, obviously we've spoken about uh, prepping for competitions, worlds, traveling, um, mindset surrounding competitions and distractions. For people listening who are getting involved in powerlifting for the for the first time, or maybe have a couple of competitions underneath their uh, belt, or are stressed or nervous about competitions, what would be your take-home points or words of wisdom? Who's going to take this one first? I feel the pressure. It's like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got anything, Joy, that you would? Mm, yeah. Um, I mean, the short answer is do what you want. Um, but I guess the bigger explanation of that is that I think sometimes people forget that powerlifting is a hobby. And when something is a hobby, it means you can give as much or as little as you want. Um, and I think especially in the social media age, there's a lot of noise and a lot of pressure about giving your all and you know being all in and if it's a hobby you really don't have to <laughs> uh you know even quite recently people have been talking about oh you know when I'm not motivated I rely on discipline like why are you disciplining yourself to do something that you supposedly want to do anyway it doesn't make sense <laughs> so just do things that you want to do because at the end of the day when it's a hobby you know it's not your employment you're not getting paid for it um you don't have a performance assessment with your manager afterwards then just do what you want to do some very wise words to uh to, to finish on there i kind of i kind of feel as though i'm just like oh, i feel like i feel like pressure's gone off my shoulders i trained today and i'm like <laughs> wow well, i don't do you know what i should you should just enjoy it um bobby do you have any words to to build on from that um, yeah, so I agree. Like, just enjoyment is such a key thing. I say this to to everybody who I speak to. Like, you've got to enjoy what what it is that you're actually you're actually doing. One thing that I hear a lot of from from my own athletes and people who say, I get this a lot. Where oh, I'm going to compete one day, but when I'm strong enough, and I'm always like, What does that even mean? Strong. I know enough? someone's got to come last. I know. <laughs> Precisely. Like, it's like <laughs> what, what's it going to take for you to be strong enough? Do you need to be a world champion before you can be strong enough? I, I do get confused by this. And I think it's potentially down. I don't really know why it's down to, if I'm perfectly honest. But if if you want to compete in a powerlifting competition, then then go and compete in a powerlifting competition. Go and experience it. Like, I'm, I'm unsure on what this means by strong enough. Just go uh, and enjoy lifting. And yeah, remember why you started lifting and do it because you want to do it. And 
and that and that's that's the that's a big thing do it because you want to do it not because you're trying to prove anything not because you're trying to show your friends what you're doing just because you want to do it that's why you should they should do it I remember a 16 year old girl said to me that the only reason why she started powerlifting was because she could tell people that she could lift and I was I was devastated to hear that 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 someone at 16 was doing it just because she wanted to show people that she was doing it and I'm just like that you're not doing it for you then you're doing it for others so make sure you're doing it for you and you enjoy what you're doing yeah definitely I think that's uh, two uh, good uh, two good points to, to to finish on because I know obviously uh, you know uh, other uh, episodes that I've done and, and I've spoken to people speaking to uh, lifters and, and coaches there's loads of stuff out there on programming there's loads of stuff out there on you know um, you'll see loads of posts posts on uh, top three tips to have a, have a successful comp these this is the best exercises that you need that, that you need for for this lift or 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 something like that and that's kind of why I know some of the some of the questions there we didn't want to go through the nuts and bolts of of, of programming and all those sort of things but in terms of you know two lifters like like yourselves who got involved in powerlifting got involved in training for um the enjoyment of it and to keep competing because they do enjoy it. I think sometimes that can be, you know, you both touched on it a little bit there about, you know, the social media uh, side of things and, you know, the pressure that's put on, put on people. Whereas actually, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel pressure off my shoulders now of, yeah, you've just got to, you've just got to go enjoy it, which ultimately that's basically why I wanted you both, you both, both on the podcast because you know I'll get asked quite a lot of questions. Oh, I'm really struggling with this. What, 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 uh, what do I need to do? What's the magic formula that I need to get stronger? How can I get strong enough? You know, like what you said there, Bobby, to go to go to a competition. Whereas actually, it's a case of you know, um, like what Joy said. You know, someone's got to. It's like you know, someone's got to get relegated from a uh, from a, from a league in rugby or something like that. But you know, if you're if you're at that point. I remember going to my first nationals and thinking, bloody hell, like there is some there is some strong there is some strong lifters here. But then you learn from it and be like, oh, actually, I've got a bit of um I, I want to see if I can I can progress now. And like what you've both said throughout this podcast, my goal is just to get stronger. And if you get stronger, you're gonna end up progressing, progressing a little bit more. Um so thanks a lot for both of you taking the time to for, uh, taking the time to jump on. Um if anyone had any um questions um or are struggling with anything or just want to see um uh, uh, your social media or anything where could people uh, find you or follow you both this is where they neither of them want to give their uh, instagram handles and uh, they don't want any followers <laughs> bobby what's yours mine is the simplest handle ever it's bobby dot butters on instagram i hope everyone's taking notes on that one <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy, so easy to find and um, mine is J underscore Namani. I honestly thought when I said that then you were gonna say each other's, and I was like, that would have been so cool to finish on. So in <laughs> so in so in sync. Um, <laughs> thanks a lot for both of you taking the time, uh, taking the time to jump on. Um, like I said, like I said before, I think that take-home message of enjoying what you're doing and the fact that you know, I always like to uh, speak to uh, uh, lifters who have competed at the at the elite level and show people that actually you know people do it because they enjoy it and a little bit like what you said there, Joy, it's a hobby. You know, it's a it's a case of yes, we want to get stronger, um, 
but we, we, we want to enjoy it and enjoy the competitions that we're going to. Um, so thanks a lot, Joy. Thanks a lot, Bobby, for taking the time uh, to jump on. Thanks a lot to me. everyone. Thank you very much. For no worries at all. Um, thanks a lot to everyone listening, and I will see you all next week. <laughs>